Hi, this is Paul. Uh, just with a few messages for the top of the show. Uh, t- today we're talking about April 1994, which was a very big month uh, for, for a whole lot of different reasons. Um, one of the big reasons was it was the start of the Rwandan genocide, um, a horrible event that happened um, with some say up to a million people who were, were murdered over 100 days uh, starting in April. Uh, we just wanted to make sure that it gets this proper amount of like respect uh, because of such a such a horrible horrible thing that happened. Um, so instead of mentioning it in, in the events and then you know us two chuckleheads then going on to like getting excited about curling or something like that, uh, we just wanted to give you a, a couple of things, some other resources that you can check out if you wanted to do some more some more um, looking into it. So. Um, the History of the 90s podcast is a really good episode on it. Um, I think it only aired only in the last couple of months, but you can just check that out wherever you get your podcast. Uh, there's a couple of good books. Uh, we wish to inform you that tomorrow we will be killed with our families. And yes, it is it is that bleak. Um, by Philip uh, Gorovich. Uh, then also another book called Left to Tell, which is by Immaculee Illigbegeza. Uh, both those books are just, um, I mean... <laughs> very hard to get through but very 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 fascinating and and just um the people who 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 survived it and 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 want to still tell the world about what happened um it's just unbelievable stories uh if you wanted to check out a couple of movies um there's obviously hotel rwanda is the most not well known one but there's also another one called uh, shooting dogs um, and a really good one called Sometimes in April, um, which uh, might, might not be as um, well known, but uh, also a, a very good um, look at before, during and after the events of the Rwandan genocide. So uh, also wanted to touch on the fact that um, this is the month where obviously Kurt Cobain died. So we will be just with content warning about uh, suicide and suicide ideations and, and that sort of thing and also um, on the somewhat lighter side uh, we did this over Zoom um, and we don't usually have any um, issues but this time uh, there was a little bit of a delay and, and sort of some funky sounds going on but uh, I'm hoping uh, by, by the time I edit this all a lot of the, you, won't, you won't even notice the difference it'll just be the same <laughs> same professional quality that you come to expect from us uh, so uh Thanks for that. Um, Please look into those resources and uh, yeah, on with the show. Good morning or afternoon or night. It is living in the past for another week. Uh, we are a podcast that looks back at the 90s and we say, why? Um, my name is Paul Humpson. Uh, I am your host and my co-host I, is Ben. Who's equally confused as to why we do this, but <laughs> I discover more and more each month why we're here until now. <laughs> <sighs> this, is, this is a bit of a rough month um, in, in, in all regards, <laughs> um, but we, we're going to soldier on through it. Let's get into the living in the now. Uh, it's when we talk about stuff that's happening right now and not the 90s. Uh, let's go for it. I was at my local library and the, uh, they have a game section there. Oh. And in the PlayStation 4 section, they've just re-released a bunch of Disney games all on one disc, um, Lion King 94 being one of them. So I, I, I borrow it, oh. I, bring, I, I bring it on home and I sit the kids down and say, hey, 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 kids, 
And they're like, why are you talking about that? I'm like, shut up. Want to cry? <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go, go play a game that we, I used to play when I was your age. And I put it on. <laughs> like within like 10 minutes, they're like, I'm dead already. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. It's like, where can I save it? I'm like, you, oh, you can't save it. <laughs> no, no. You can't save it, Isn't child. that fun? Um, and we, we finally got up to the first, uh, the first hyena. And it's just like, we were on like, Half a, half a life and we just decimated us and I was like and they're like oh so we get to start right back at like we get to start at the hyena I'm like oh no no we're going right back to the start of the episode of the, of the level right now did you feel yourself turning into Simon Pegg in Black Books yeah a little bit and like, I was like and you're was kind like, of losing your mind but you're holding it together and being positive <laughs> it's funky and I said to me I was like where's my damn Kingstons <laughs> that's, a, that's a joke that only you'll get if you listen to our uh, games episode um uh, i haven't really been i've been just doing uh 90 stuff i haven't really, one thing i did get to do was that the uh the mountain goats are on tour in america at the moment they've done a they were doing a live stream of three of their shows from chicago um so i i paid for that and i've i've watched uh three nights of shows on a live stream uh from chicago on the night mountain goats and it's been delightful uh they played some uh very hard was it a nice variety in their shows as well was it they they're like uh on on level terms of Pearl Jam, on giving the fans what they want, like he played, he played a song that um, from 1998 Ooh. that like wasn't even recorded. It was amazing. So, anyway, so yeah, that's where oh. I, that's where, how I've been going, wow. and um, yeah, had a, had a good time with that. Apart from that, um, yeah, uh, and you haven't been busting any ghosts, so who gives a crap what you've been doing? No, um, no ghosts. I have seen a couple of movies that weren't in the 90s though. What'd you say? You know, I don't actually recall. <laughs> we went to the movie, we went to the cinema three times in a week. Um, I don't you did remember see every, now. We, we talked about everywhere, everywhere. Oh, yeah. Or, like, I haven't got, like, I'm, I'm still not going to the cinemas. <laughs> I just haven't got time, but like, I'm waiting for that. As soon as that comes out on, on uh, like, early early release, I don't care how much it is, I'm, 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 I'm renting it or buying it and, and giving that a go because I can't wait to see it. Um, we watched X. Oh, is that uh, just good? Recently, yeah, mostly. Um, I've been tempted I feel a bit like bad that's because it paints old people as being disgusting. Oh, they are. Um, the, uh, <laughs> the we um we we we've been tempted by that a couple of times, but like it's like it's I think like once it goes out for gen- I think in June it comes out for general release, and that's when we're going to watch it. But like, yeah, um, I, I'm interested in that one because it's got a lot of good. Yeah, it's still. It's currently twenty five dollars to rent at the moment. Yeah, it's got a lot of good buzz around it, though. So. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. Um, I think uh, it went two and a half. Man, okay. Yeah, I think that's I, fair. That's I fair. can't wait to see. So have you done? Have you re- have you rated the, the ones you've watched for this month? Uh, yes. I can't yes, wait. To I see it. When we get to our, I can't wait to get to our movie section because I I know that I put yeah. you through the ringer for this one. Um, so let's get let's get into the to, to the nineties. Um, let's get into the events. Harry Blackham resigning from the Supreme Court. And you might be going, who's Harry Blackham? I'm glad you asked. Harry Blackham, he resigned from the US Supreme Court, um, which is a bad thing because he was one of the people who arch- was the architect of Roe versus Wade. He was a, he was a, he was, this is the thing. He was a Republican, but he cared oh. a lot about, he cared a lot about reproductive rights. And he was one of, one of the big supporters of Roe versus Wade. Um, and uh do you want some haunting words uh about when he uh, um 
So in uh, 1989, he said, because basically there was a five to four opinion in uh, the Supreme Court about uh, um, really going after some of the amendments made to Roe versus Wade about reproductive rights and basically trying to like, you know, decimate it. And he, his words were, I fear for the future. And I'm saying, Harry, you were very, very good. You were very right to, uh, to have that fear because, you know, what's happening right now um, over in the US uh, is, and we can, like, this is 1994, he resigns. And all the pro-life pro-lifers were like rubbing their hands together. It was like, all right, this is like the first domino to fall. Like we can, they've been working on getting rid of Roe versus Wade for this long. So like when this, when this happened recently, it's not all of a sudden, like they've been working, they've been chipping away at this for, for years, for decades. Um, and they're finally sort of getting their way, which is horrifying. Um, but yeah, he resigned from the, from the Supreme Court. And a lot of people were, I mean, it was, he was very old. And like, I think he was just, you know, he just, his time had come, but Again, like with um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, it's that voice of reason has gone, and they're like, "Well, what are you going to?" It's going to be replaced with a voice of no reason, a guy that just does like you know beer pong. That woman that has been regarded as like the most unworthy candidate for a Supreme Court justice, and she was you know Trump put her in. So, um, moving on from that, uh, we also had uh, Richard Nixon passed away. Um, oh. That's what I always think of Futurama when I think of Richard Nixon. <laughs> oh, uh, where are she watching? I yeah, didn't even realize he died that that early. Yeah, um, we're I watching. He, he kicked around a bit longer. We're watching a show called Gaslit at the moment, which is on um uh, the Stan streaming service, and uh, it's all about the Watergate um scandal and stuff like that. So it's uh yeah, we're the Julia Roberts one. Yes. Is it amazing? It's pretty it amazing. Good. I want yeah, to watch it's pretty it. Good, yeah, um, Sean Penn is also in it, and it took me a while to realize it was Sean Penn because he's got some like huge makeup on. So yeah, it's like he looks very old. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Rodney King was awarded three point eight million dollars from the city of Los Angeles for um, the beatings um, that he sustained in the in nineteen ninety one. Um, it was. Uh, you know well deserved and probably took a little bit too long but yeah like you know i, I would not say a happy end to that story but i think like a just a just part like part in part just uh into that so um it was still a civil case it was mm. a, they didn't they didn't get criminal um convictions on that which is you know we've talked about before um we should cover uh Look, I'm just trying. I'm trying to sort of like drip feed in the, like the really sad news and like put it with like some sort of happier stuff. Like, let's go into um, probably the, the biggest thing that happened um, in my time. Um, like at, at the time, I, I still remember it very, very uh, well. Is Kurt Cobain um, obviously committing suicide on April seventh? Um, I thought you were about to go into happy news. <laughs> well, you know. Uh, there's there's a lot I'm I'm trying to balance I'm really trying to balance. Um, also, let's. Sorry, April, I know April, we're going to skim April over a lot is, of this. April fifth is when he um when he when he um did he do it? Sorry. Yeah, go. Um, I I know that is the the official correct. You know that that's what they're saying happened. But okay, okay. I'm not going to be a conspiracist here. I'm not going to point any fingers. But I feel like we should leave it open and say April. 4th or april 5th kurt cobain died died okay he died 
Okay. Uh, by reasons that people are still unsure about. I'm not. I'm not going to say what happened. I, you know, everyone has their own thoughts and opinions on it. But let's just leave it open. And say he died somehow for some reason. Well, it was a, it was a bit of a, a lead up to this, and it's like it's uh, April 25th. He came. Oh, sorry, March 25th. He came back from Europe after, and we remember from last uh, episode he was in the uh, hospital um, for a overdose in in Rome. Um, so they they. Uh, um, Courtney Love tried to stage an intervention for, for him, um, which he rejected and did not like. Um, he went down to, but he eventually went down to Los Angeles and um, checked into the uh, Exodus Recovery Center. Um, then on March 31st, he escaped the rehab and flew back to Seattle. Uh, which I don't think there's a lot made about that because he voluntarily admitted himself and he could leave at any point. But it's well documented that he fled as if he wasn't allowed to leave. Yeah. Which is well, very strange. The, the, and this is like, you know, there's a lot of um, kind of like the Kennedy assassination. There's like a lot, a lot of versions of events. And the version I've I sort of read about a couple of times that he was, he was talking to a staff member about jumping the fence and sort of having a joke about it. And then um, asked to go outside for a cigarette and then jump the fence. <laughs> um, so, um, he, uh, um, and he apparently bumped into Duff McKagan from um, <laughs> from the Guns yeah. of Roses on the flight, and they became friends. Um, April second, oh. um, so the Kirk Cobain's like spotted all around uh, Seattle. Um, April third, um, that's when Courtney Love hired a private investigator. And if you've seen Kurt and Courtney, that's a really really big part of that. Um, can't stand that documentary. I don't know that guy just irks me. Um, and then. Mm. <clears throat> So uh, from, from coroner's reports, yeah, um, he died on April 5th, um, wasn't found until April 8th, uh, and um, with a, a note close by. And then after that, I, I, like the, th- the, the thing I remember is like one of the parks in Seattle <clears throat> where Courtney Love was reading out his, um, his suicide note. And um, uh, just, yeah, I remember seeing that on the news and um, not having like the sense of like I wasn't sort of into him enough to sort of feel it, and like <laughs> at twelve years old, I don't know, but like you know, well, I'm not gonna say for everyone, but like I don't know whether you got the capacity sometimes to sort of like you know now when I when I when I hear of a, like you know see a, someone well known or someone that I admire um, pass away, like you, you get that sort of sense of like oh that's that's horrible, but at the time I was just like oh you know, and like I think a lot of um my friends were a bit flipping about it too. So I was like, yeah, but I, I, like in the years after that, I remember sort of um, collecting a lot of articles and like, you know, sort of delving a bit deeper into it and like, you know, going, well, you know, obviously there's, there's something going on there, but then, yeah, as you said, we don't know really what happened um, and we probably never will. No. And I was, so I found Nirvana at a very interesting time and I'm ashamed now to say that I was not a Courtney fan. That's, I'm not going to be harsher than that, but I, I wasn't a fan. Okay. Um, and I was all aboard the conspiracies about her involvement in it, which I, I think are ridiculous, but I also, it certainly seems suspicious, but I think anyone in that scenario, there's no right or wrong way to act. People, someone is always, always going to think that you're acting weird around yeah. death because there's no textbook way of how to act when your partner dies. Um. But yeah, the, the Curtin Courtney doco is mostly bullshit and dumb. Soaked in Bleach came out um, 
like five years ago is a really, really good one. But again, it's very, very biased. So I've mostly given up on, you know, wanting or needing to know what happened. I'm always curious about it. I think it is very strange. I don't think it's cut and dry, but it happened. Um, it is really sad. It is something that I guess our generation didn't really get to connect with because it was the first time it had happened to us. You know, that someone so huge and bigger than life is suddenly gone and you don't know what was going to come next. Yeah. And that's and that, probably the <clears> most <throat> painful mystery of what what would he have become because he he looked back at it and he was he was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, like a lot of people have said, like this is like the moment that that grunge died, and I mean, whatever that means um, to people at that time, I think like they, a lot of them hated that term. Um, but everyone hated that term that was in a band. I think uh, it, it it is it's whether you what whatever your opinion on it, whatever you felt for him, whatever you didn't feel hit for him, you can't deny that it's a landmark moment of the nineties that you know, that's when like a lot of stuff sort of changed. Like I, you know, I'd put up there with like, you know, Columbine and, and, um, and that sort of, sort of thing where like certain stuff came to light that maybe wasn't being talked about um, in this case, um, uh, you know, depression, mental illness um, and, and suicide and sort of thing. So, uh, you know, in that, in that respect, I suppose <clears throat> maybe it, maybe it, uh, brought a lot of it might have saved a bunch of people who you know you know who, who maybe saw the fallout of it and said like well i don't want to do that i'll go get some i'll go get some de- decent help so yeah we'll see i mean i think in that regard kurt cobain was bigger than music and album releases any songwriting but yeah. having said that when we get to the music section i think it really shows that grunge has died and <laughs> there's something new coming yes yes Let's get to something happier. Um, and it's gross. <laughs> so going back to going back to giant food of the nineties, the largest lollipop ever made was, uh, well, not well made made at that time was found in Denmark. Uh, so it was three thousand eleven pounds, which is about I don't know 1,400, 1,300, 1,400 kilos. Um, now a lot of these, a lot of these <laughs> giant food thing. There's not a lot of uh, into it. Like maybe it was like there's like a paragraph from the Associated Press. Um, but I found a few, a few tweets about it from like these, uh, you know, looking back on the nineties Twitter accounts and stuff. And the one I found was <laughs> uh, largest lollipop uh, at that stage ever made in found in Denmark, Denmark, three, 3,011 pounds after it was licked, it was dropped and shattered everywhere. <laughs> so someone, <laughs> someone licked it. Oh, I know there's dark hair on it. <laughs> yeah. Cause you imagine like when you drop a normal size lollipop, it's like, it's annoying. Imagine dropping the biggest lollipop in the world. Yeah, you oh, man. How are you going to put that into the sink and just rinse it off? Yeah, no, it's, it's, there's no five Just second. run it under a tap. It'll be fine. There's no five-second rule for the biggest lollipop in the world. Um, the first multiracial election in South Africa uh, ever. Like, so both both races were allowed to vote, which is just mind-boggling in 1994. Um, but then maybe it's not. Maybe it's like, you know, because like the more I sort of learn about the world of the 90s and how uh censored we were to other countries and other continents maybe like you know we had no idea what was going on in other parts of the world we we're just like nestled in our like no, nice little not. nestled in our nice nests and just like ah oh, you know everything's fine uh so yeah that was a landmark obviously first multiracial election in south africa we'll talk more about that in the coming months um and let's go for some divorce news because that's you know that's fun <laughs> uh billy joel and christy brinkley yay 
uh, cited reasons of height and Rose, Roseanne Barr <laughs> and Tom Arnold, uh, they divorced because why not? Because she sang. Also height. <laughs> she, she was oh, trying. We weren't going to be mean to her about her singing. Yeah, I know. I know. She did kind of lean into it though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, this this is like you know the two months before he uh, he is in one of the biggest films of the year too. So um, big year for 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 Tom Arnold. Oh, is, is True Lies coming? True Lies is coming. June. Oh no shit. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, and also I wanted to let's get a we still haven't got a theme yet, but uh, some true crime. Uh, so Daniel Rowling was sentenced to be executed. Do you know who Daniel Rowling is? I do not at all. Tell me. Daniel Rowling is otherwise known, otherwise known as the Gainesville Ripper. Does that ring your bells for you? Only from bros that go to the gym. So. <laughs> uh, the Gainesville Ripper uh, is... Did, did, did you like that? I did, yeah. Because they go to... They go to the yeah, gym. To get they call it Gainesville and they get ripped. Yeah, cool. Get it? I'm going to cut this. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Gainesville Ripper was, uh, was an American serial killer who uh, murdered five students in Gainesville, Florida uh, over four days in August 1990. He is said to be the um, inspiration for Ghostface in Scream. Like that case was um, ah. one of the ones where... So that's why I thought it was a bit... Uh, Notable. Um, he's also a massive. Oh, there's, a, there's a good six degrees there yeah. as well. Just, just saying. We'll, we'll touch on that in a sec. Uh, yeah. So massive piece of shit. Um, he eventually died um, from execution in 2006. So he had to wait 12 years from being sentenced to die. Hmm. Um, Rest in food, Daniel Rowling. Yeah. Uh, and apart from that, I think. We're done. That was yeah. yeah. I feel like we're done for the episode. That was. I'm done now. You're done. Good night, everybody. Well, <laughs> let's you know. Let's let's uh, let's ease into sport. Give me some sport. I will give you so much sport. Um, I'll hit you with the uh, the fun gossip first up. There's not a lot oh, of gossip. Like, just to I like me, gossip, but is it Daryl Strawberry? It is. Ah, oh, I told you, man. This is Daryl's year. He, in not, not in a good way. This is <laughs> 1994's Steve Howe, who's now <laughs> Strawberry. He's taken over from old Stevie Boy. Uh, leading up to Open Day, Daryl Strawberry disappears. Huh. And <laughs> which is no quite one a knows feat. why. Which is quite a feat because he's a very big, tall man. <laughs> he, he is. And probably not quite at the peak of his career now i think he's on the downward um he yeah, had some alcohol the... issues a couple years ago he's yeah, gone through some things it was uh, a few days later announced that he was admitting himself to the betty ford clinic for oh. substance abuse issues and he came to the dodgers and said guys help me out um i don't know what i'm doing uh i've let you all down help so i don't know who's paying for betty ford clinic i feel like he could probably cover it yeah, all um, the Dodgers were. Um, that was a thing. That was the Betty Ford Clinic. <laughs> How many people did you did you hear? Like, well, maybe not. You might not. I'm not. You're not as old as me, but like, 
the Betty Ford Clinic was like a punchline to every troubled actor or sports star of the 90s. Like, you really like, you, you heard that name bandied around quite a lot. Yeah, I feel like it was just for celebrities to go there. Yeah. If you yeah. had a drug problem, but you weren't famous, you can't, you can't go there. Go no. somewhere else. This go to the YMCA. Is- all right, so, uh, so on from the gossip onto real sport. Yeah, I'm sorry, that's all the gossip I've got. Mm. Uh, the Colorado Silver Bullets. Ooh, what's what yeah, sports this? Sounds cool, huh? What sports this? This is a professional baseball team. Werewolf hunting? <laughs> <laughs> no, Coyotes, stupid. It's Colorado. Uh, no, it was the the first All American girls team uh, since 1954 when. The, the All American Girls League folded. I'm looking up their uh, their sign. There you Keep go. going. Keep going. Uh, that's it. They only lasted three years, sadly. But you know, <clears throat> they they tried. They came. They went. Could have uh, uh, maybe leaned into the uh, werewolf aspect for their. Uh... What's that? What is that? This is. Have you ever seen Silver Bullet? The movie? Looking up pictures on a podcast is a is a great <laughs> great for it. Have you ever seen Silver Bullet? The movie. <laughs> No, but I know the Pixie song very well. You should watch it. It's very good. It's uh, some class A beauty. Oh, man. All beauty's <laughs> class. Uh, so uh, equally boring sport this month is cricket. We don't do watch cricket because it's a waste of everyone's time. Is it someone not wearing a hat again? But uh, I'm, all, I'm all in for that. No. Is it a- uh, actually, no, I've... Brian Lowry was a hat wearer, I'm pretty sure. Oh, this is when he'd you be got, out there for so long. He'd take three, it. Was this when he got 500 in one game or something? No, 375. Fucking hell, I remember that. It's huge. Uh, he knocked off Sober's record against mm-hmm. England, which I'm sure wasn't a big feat. Was it, for, was it against um, like a county? Was it, was it actually like playing for West Indies or was it for... It was West Indies um, versus England. I think his 501 was just a county game. Yeah, I remember like uh, yeah, so uh, that's why I was thinking like five hundred was yeah, cool, good on that. Yeah, Brian Lara was that, that man, should count. I used to enjoy watching him; like it was just fun to watch, and he used to decimate. Yeah. Like even when he decimated Australia, it was just like oh man, yeah, he can decimate. It was fun. It's fine. But yeah. then it wasn't just Lara; you had Courtney Ambrose as well. Oh, Courtney Ambrose, just like yeah, those were the times I wanted to see him like uh, just like behead with a ball. <laughs> Like Mark Taylor or something yeah. like that. Um, did Brian was Brian Lara like Brian Lara seems to be consistently a decent dude too. Like I don't think he's. Like, I think so. Yeah, he's like the Gretzky of <laughs> of cricket. No, I'd say he's better than Gretzky. Well, no, Gret- like, I, but I say Gretzky is like a, as as someone who as like a nerd who played the game well, but was like too nerdy about it to like get into trouble and be a piece of shit. I think Gretzky has that persona. I doubt he actually is. I bet he's actually a pompous, <laughs> creepy weirdo. Nah, he's a, he's like George Lucas. He's a nerd. If he's not, that's great. But, you know, <laughs> he's uh, white and he's got money. There's <laughs> a good chance he's a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> and you could lie. Pretty good chance he knows George Lucas. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another lame record was our old mate David Robinson, San Antonio Spurs. Hey, Admiral. Yeah, the big Admiral. Uh, this is quite ridiculous. He equaled the this 
top seventh record. Like it was equal seventh record wise for the most points scored. Nice. And it's 71. In one game, who's the team? Paddy's got 71 points and you're only seventh. I didn't look up to that. Uh, oh, come on, man. Calm down. I'm trying to be brief here. I've got let's, a lot to get through. Let's say the Clippers. <laughs> that yep. seems like it. all the Definitely. Wizards. It's always the Clippers. The Bullets. No, or, um, I'd say the Bullets. Yeah. I was about to say the Wizards. The bull- yeah. I was going <laughs> to say the Bullets or the Wizards. They both stink. It was actually, the civil, stink. It was actually the civil Bullets and they were playing the wrong game. <laughs> <laughs> they had a, a sport crossover like basketball. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, wait. That is basketball. Huh. Oh, smart, I didn't even realize. Um, let's go, let's come home to the AFL in round two. Okay. Don't have to. Uh, only because I completely forgot about this person existing. And mm. I don't know if I've mentioned him yet. Tony Modra kicked oh. one goal in a loss to West Coast. <laughs> Is this his first year? I don't think so. Is this a- I didn't, I forgot. I forgot for people, check, for people listening overseas, I know there's a few of you now. Um, Tony Modra was pretty like for our hometown of Adelaide. Uh, I would say like the Tom Brady um, of, of of AFL football in, in our town. Like we we used to, the the name was usually Godra. They used to call him Godra, um, and he took like a very famous mark, like um, a specky on someone else's back. Weekly. No, nah, there was that famous one. There was that famous one that he took, like where like everyone had a photo of it, and like against North Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. Um, I see. I know that for a fact. So I remember. I think I used to have a. I used to have it on my wall. So he must. Yeah, if it was on my wall, then it would have been back in like the times where I liked football. And this this was after the, this was after they broke my heart. So it um, yeah. So I don't know. Um, yeah, so that's if you want to if we if we keep going on about Tony Modro, um, and then he, as quickly as he came, he went away and never came back. <laughs> I mean, he was around a little bit, so he uh, really first uh, 90, 90, 92 was his first season, okay. and then I think he went to Fremantle in ninety nine or two thousand. Okay, and he was there for a little bit, and uh, he was but quite. He was around for a bit. He was around long the, enough. Quite the looker. Um, that which sort of helped. Oh well. yeah, for mid nineties. Oh man, Oof. I don't feel Brady's appropriate. I'm trying to think of. I'm gonna. I will put a photo up of um Modra on the um on the Instagram, and you know, he, he, he so kind of looks like a uh, kind of looks like one of the Hanson brothers now. <laughs> oh say. yeah, yeah, it's not bad. Apparently, no one likes him anymore. Apparently, they got like real, they got real political, like right wing. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, one of them super transphobic or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is a this is a waste of time. But yeah, uh, Modra, um, I love you forever. Even though you're not a tiger, it's fine. <laughs> um, staying in Australia, this is super weird. Uh, the World Artistic Gymnastics Championships were held in Brisbane and in Dortmund. Huh. So they were here in April for a week, and then they're in Germany. For a week, I, I right. don't know why. Um, because they didn't they think did they some could... <laughs> events here in Australia and then the rest of the events. Australians can't, Australians can't deal with it, get, get, split it up Germany as well. Imagine, like, so if you won something in Australia, would you then have to play like another game in Germany? Like, imagine the, the flight, the airfares. Oh, so they did all the apparatus events were in Australia, yeah. So, oh, okay, right, okay. 
you know the ones where they do stuff on things like the horse the rings. ones where they do stuff on uh, things oh my god is that the technical yeah. term <laughs> excuse me bigger ball sports or the small ball sports <laughs> okay um we had the uefa cup final still over two legs still annoying I'm not gonna say who won because no one cares no who wasn't it um, but we need to get onto the ice leading up who to the conclusion of sports. Who was in what? The UEFA Cup final. UEFA Cup? Yeah. Uh, was Salzburg and Inter Milan. I used to. Did I? Yes. I don't know what I told about. Inter. Um, I don't know whether I talked about it yet on here. And one of my things I used to love on uh, SBS in the mornings, on Sunday mornings, there would be like a Serie A uh, roundup. So like you'd have like gross, you'd have um like a bunch of uh, highlights from the matches, and then they have like one main match match that you can sort of watch extended highlights of. And some of the I used to love, and like it must have gone way into like after like I was eighteen because I remember a few mornings where I was a bit may have had a couple of shandies the night before, and then um you know get myself like oh. a. Maybe get myself a cup of coffee and, um, you know, a, a muffin pizza. Make, make myself an muffin, English muffin pizza. And then uh, snuggle back up in my bed and watch some cereal. Hang, hang on. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. What? what? English muffin pizza? Oh, yeah. So you get an English what? muffin. You, uh, you, you toast that English muffin. Mm-hmm. You put some... Uh, you, mm-hmm. you know what? You can, put some tom- you can put some pizza sauce if you've got that. Or you can just put some tomato sauce on it. And then you put some ham. Then you put some cheese. Then you put it under the grill. And then you got an English muffin pizza, and uh, your day has started off huh. amazingly. Huh. Okay, you're welcome. All right. Okay, I I still can't work out why it's called this, but I'm going to mention it again because this isn't me. This is Wikipedia, and this is Canada, and this is a 16th annual National Midget Triple A Hockey Championships. What? Yep. Now. The end. Thanks for coming. <laughs> now, no, no. <laughs> Are we talking about little people here or we've gone through this before? It must be. We have. I'm pretty sure it's juniors. Junior? But Canadians being Canadians. <laughs> uh, look, uh, I don't want to get involved. I just want to point out that it happened. Actually, Daniel Breer of Gatino led the tournament in scoring, so I can find out how old he is. We'll get a picture of him. Time. He was born in 77. Oh, he, he went on to play for Colorado Avalanche. Good for you. Okay, so we're, talking about, we're not so talking about little he's, people. Yeah, he's not a child then. No. No, and he's not a child. I don't know what age group this is. I'm so confused, Canada. Sort your shit out. All right. When you look, up, midget, up, when you look, when you look up Canadian ice hockey midget, it's just it is it is it is it's kids. Minor, it's minor ice hockey, so it must be like. Um, oh, okay. Oh, do you want me to tag up on your story? So, from a yes. article on November nineteenth of 20, 2019 I want to underline that twenty nineteen. Hockey Uh-oh. Canada dropping midget other terms from divisions to be more inclusive. The term wow. midget is being dropped from the youth divisions in Canadian hockey because the governing body aims to be more inclusive. 
Alka Canada says it wants to be sure it wasn't putting putting out barriers to keep people away from the sport, eh? Um, the term midget has long <laughs> has long been used in a variety of sports, although it's considered derogatory by many <laughs> for like the last two decades. Wow. Also, Come also on. dropped starting next season's other terms, novice, peewee, bantam, and adam. <laughs> okay. It's that's, like, that's a bit strange. But... It's like... It took the 29 and say, hey, whoa, 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 fellas. <laughs> we got to get get with the picture here. No more midget. <laughs> and uh, Peewee? I yeah. guess Peewee's always been pretty stupid. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's like... All right. Well, you, don't want, to, you for... don't want to be like the guy that was masturbating in an adult cinema back in the 90s, do <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about that. All right, come on. That poor guy. That's what you're supposed to do. Anyway. Um... <laughs> All right, cue the music. It's curling time. Are you ready? Yes, yes I am. My we have, as it should be, the World Junior Curling Championships. Junior? Because they're inclusive. <laughs> Junior means children. Well, <laughs> so the curling people were like, way ahead of their time. It's like, hey, know. we we don't we're not like ice hockey. We 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 we're inclusive, eh? Can oh, this mean? is this is more of a world sport, I guess. Yeah, maybe, maybe, they, maybe they came to the first one, and the Canadians like going, "All right, midget time," and everyone's like, "No, <laughs> you need to stop that." Probably. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so the junior championships were held in Bulgaria. Yep. Weird choice. No, no? it's cold there. I don't know. Is it? Cold I find it weird when it is. But the women's championships um, held a week later were in Germany. Mm-hmm. Why would they not just be in the same country? Because the men's championships this were the same as the women's. Okay. Is it not just all one thing? Would the juniors not be? You know, first, and then the men and the women are up. I don't know. I don't know. Strange. Anyway, I've, I believe I've uh, Canada, learned not to question uh, um, one big curling. You just let curling do what they want to do. Uh, so, in the juniors, uh, I'm not going to do it every time, but I want to do it every time. Canada. <laughs> yep. No. Uh, in the women's, Canada. <laughs> And in the men's Canada, Canada, <laughs> so you're, so you're like Jamaica. There's <laughs> <laughs> just a. I'm not gonna say what it was, but Canada won all three. Okay. There's plenty of puns there. There's plenty of curling jokes available, and I'm not taking any of them. I am rising above, and saying, "Well done, Canada, for." Succeeding multiple Clean sweep. times. Clean sweep. Clean sweep. I'll do oh, it. I'm not. I'm not below <laughs> or above. I'm just going to put it out there. It is a clean sweep for Canada, and I'm sure like every single newspaper back in Canada at the time was like, "Oh, rubbing <laughs> their hands together." It's like, I know the pun I'm going to use. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. I hope some of those Canadians came from Newfoundland. Yeah, you'd have to be from Newfoundland to get that reference. They call it the rock. Like in curling, it's called a rock. Oh, nice. Uh, 
for our new for our new Newfoundland um, listeners. That was for you. Thank you for support. And then let's get on to a film. <laughs> yes. Releasing this uh. month on film, we had Clifford, Leprechaun 2, Serial Mom, Cops and Robinsons, Surviving the Game, Bad Girls, Brain Scan, Escape from Absalom, PCU, When a Man Loves a Woman, When a Man, and also with honors. Um, what did you watch? I saw Clifford, I saw Bad Girls, regretfully, and Serial Mom. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about uh let's talk about Clifford. Let's get off, let's get off on the on the right foot here. Uh <laughs> Clifford is a story about Martin Short pretending to be a 12-year-old boy. <laughs> <laughs> is he pretending or is he supposed to be the 12 year old boy well yeah he's, he's supposed to be a 12 year old boy um i right. remember seeing the dvd of this at the the video store and like or vhs was at the, at the video store and even from an early age of seeing this in there i'm like it frightened me to have this fully grown man who at that time i knew was martin short play this child and it's just it's off it's so off-putting and so weird and so i don't know why this was ever made um points for charles groden i'm wondering how you were watching this because mm. it's got everything everything wrong for you is in this movie <laughs> and I'm, I'm actually i'm frankly uh i'm gonna pat you on the back for, for getting through it because uh, i know it would have been a a major major hassle Especially after Richard Kind left, because when he popped up, I was like, oh, oh my yeah. God, did I, did I miss, did I not see the cover properly? Is it Richard Kind and not Charles Grodin? Because, <laughs> okay, this is great. Yeah. And then he disappeared. Um, yeah. And then I spent the next half an hour wondering when the, the dog is going to appear, which he doesn't. Nope. There's no, I mean, there's a dog briefly. He steals from the airport, but then it, it's gone. I don't know what happens to the dog. <laughs> yes, he does. The whole movie, and even like I was talking to Laura about, it, I was like, you know, Clifford, the big red dog. It's a movie about that, probably. Nope. The movie is uh, Clifford. Um, Clifford actually belongs to Richard Kind. But if we, you know, I would have loved to seen like you know just that, just him and Clifford at home. <laughs> just, but um, yeah, he basically that would gets have been so much better. And Charles Grodin, um, who plays Richard Kind's brother, um, he he's asked to look after him. Um. And then they go off on an adventure together. So the biggest thing about this movie is that Clifford really likes this um, this dinosaur park. <laughs> he wants to go. He wants to basically and go... old women apparently. Yes, yes. He wants to go visit this this dinosaur park, and that's basically his his motivation for everything. And when he doesn't get what he wants, he is like psychotic in like the way that he like gets uh, Charles Grodin's character into trouble. And it's like it, it does play that really nice fine line of like Charles Grodin like being he looks most of the time when he's like caught out by other people, he looks like a like a psychopath and and, and his wife, um uh Mary Steenberger, she does that whole thing like it's kind of like that whole thing in Step Brothers where like Richard Jenkins hates yeah, both she's kids. The same character in there. She's pretty much the same character, yeah, yeah. And she but she plays it so yeah. well. Um yeah, Dabney Coleman's in this movie. I forgot that he was in that. Um, he's from Nine to Five and a um, uh, bunch of other movies, um, Cloak and Dagger, and just yeah, was one of my staples of my childhood. Um, 
I, you I'm, know who doesn't play anything well in this film is Martin Short. It's yeah. Stop I being st- on my screen. I go back to that whole thing of just like I don't like. It was just too, like, and apparently, like they sort of filmed like Force Perspective or like Charles Broden and stuff would would stand up on like crates to sort of show that like Martin Short was like supposed to be the size of a child, but his face is not a child's face, and it's really, really disturbing. Uh, but, and who who is this aimed at? Is this aimed at I actual do not children? Because it's not for teenagers. No, but it's too crass to be. And it can't be for adults. It's too crass to be a a kids movie though. Like, there's too many like references yeah. to like stuff that's not probably like maybe maybe ten year olds, maybe ten or twelve year olds, maybe people who got who who got problem child, or uh, maybe like yeah, Home Alone a couple of years on, <laughs> they're like oh you know you can watch this one because it's kind of like Home Alone, but it's a bit wor- oh, no. the worst part of this movie is when they get to the dinosaur. Did you part. notice? It is it is such uh, a bad yeah. it's, it's such a bad s- set design that like you know this is the thing that this kid wants more than anything and then when they finally go it looks so terrible it looks like um <laughs> it's it's it looks so like bad. toontown and roger rabbit Pretty much. <laughs> um it is it is only it is only uh um the, the comparison i can draw which is going to come up this year as well is the finale of uh beverly hills cop 3 when they go <laughs> you know when they go into one of the rides and that and it's like ah uh. Was if only Disney- it was that good. It was supposed to be Disneyland because this looks terrible. Ah, <laughs> oh, because behind the scenes it is terrible. Um, um cool. but it's hard. It's hard to pinpoint a worst moment. But his the face that he keeps making whenever he's being mischievous and his eyes go up, and I don't know if he's having an orgasm, if he's farting, if he's yeah. wet himself, or it. I don't understand. That's a, that's just a Martin, what he's going for. That's a Martin Short. And special. there's no dog. There's no dog. Why is it? <laughs> Why isn't there a dog? I'm so happy that you thought. And even when be... I saw Charles Grown, I was like, ah, oh, he loves his dog films. <laughs> I'm, so happy, I'm so happy that you thought this so was going to be a Clifford the Big Red Dog film. <laughs> <laughs> well, doesn't the priest make mention of it as well? I'm pretty sure. I think that they, were, they were doing that I just so, like, like no, yeah, so no, like maybe like that was like an early warning sign of like, oh, if you think this is a big red dog film, it's not, and you should leave now. Um, let's go on. I see that you gave that half a star. It was blue chips all over again. Mm, Devastating. Take that. Yeah, I gave it half a star. Get take those words out of your out of your mouth. Blue chips and Clifford do not belong in the same. Blue scene. chips. Blue chips took forty minutes to give me some Shaquille O'Neal. Clifford, I was half an hour and I was like, I don't think there's a dog coming. <laughs> <laughs> I've been ripped off. Um, so let's go into something a bit a bit um, nice. So let's go to Serial Mum because I had a lot of fun with this. This was a weird, weird movie, um, but also it's by John Waters. So like, what are you gonna do? Um, if you've never seen it, it's kind of got that tongue in cheek uh, John Waters thing going for it. Uh, we 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 had this Leave It to Beaver esque like perfect American family who the mum. Um, uh, is like just a just a flat out psychopath <laughs> um uh, played so well by kathleen turner um and sam watterson my boy from uh law and order plays her husband ricky lake <laughs> plays the daughter and matthew lillard in a so weird. very very scream-esque stew role let's not be let's not be around the bush here he plays he works mm. in, he's actually the he's got a little randy of this movie he, he works in a video store and he's no. obsessed with violent movies um we've also got a lot of other sort of um 
bit parts. We've got Tracy Lords in there. Uh, Suzanne Summers is in there. Um, it's, it is a very, very odd movie. So basically what happens is like, you've got uh, the mum is there's there's been obscene phone calls in the area and it starts off the cops like basically trying to find out who's this and you find out that it's kathleen turner and those obscene phone calls that she's making to this and like you find out the reason that she's making obscene phone calls to this this person is because she she cut her off in the car park like ages ago i love how early on you find out everything as well there's no real lead up it's in like seven minutes in yeah and you already find out that she's the crazy one yeah uh, you've got, um, so then she just starts basically bopping off people. Um, she bops off the, uh, the, the, one of the teachers at school because, um, he's got a problem with her son working in a video store and, and liking horror movies. Uh, she runs it down with the car. Um, the is, is bopping off the term we're going to run with here. Sure. Uh, she then bops off <laughs> Ricky Lake's, uh, boyfriend who's, who's, who stands her up, who stands her up. Um, that was one of my favorite scenes in the movie is when she, she they're, they're at it. It's like the, the, the one of the things like, I'm not, I look, I am not a huge John Waters fan. Like I'm not, I don't love the divine stuff. I don't love lots of stuff. It's, it's not my cup of tea. I know a lot of people love it. Awesome. You know, I won't yuck your yum. Um, but I love the fact that like a big set piece of this movie is, is in an antiques, um, like sort of a, a, it's like an antique show. It's like a like a, a, swap, meet. a, a swap meet, and um, she buys this or she gets this poker and follows this dude into the toilet and then um, impales him on it. But then I think his liver looks like it's on the end of it, and she's like, yeah. <laughs> the way she like flings it off is just amazing. Uh, good times. Um, yeah, I had a lot of fun with this. What did you think? It's also it's very intriguing. I thought it was great because I like at the start it says that's based on true story lists um and i thought it was going to get very modern day murder thriller and she would be quite clever and conniving and blackmail not blackmail um frame her friends for it or her neighbors for it because there was a lot of evidence that she could like palm off and make it look like other people yeah but it was just all out you annoyed me once now you have to die and the fact that like oh, you know... <laughs> and yeah Fucking Jimmy from Lois and Clark. Oh yeah, he did not die quick enough. <laughs> uh, good, good. Kids so much. Got an awesome scene with him watching a um, pornographic movie in his bedroom. Um, no one, no one jokes off like that. Uh, can you just imagine like John Waters in the background going <laughs> harder, more, more? Jimmy does. Um, and then there's like those, those bits bounce, where like bounce where, up and down, where the, things where the uh, the their family like her family basically thinks that she's a killer and then when it's sort of loosely sort of like you know maybe she's not they're like okay back to normal again and it's just it's it's kind of i mean i i suppose like you can see like the <laughs> the allegories to like you know everyone's uh blaming horror movies and, and stuff like that for like this is this was big in the, at the time like everyone was blaming horror movies for like the downfall of teenagers and lots of stuff and that's where the the, the movie sort of that social commentary um i found it uh quite funny that it's it's relatable to present day where these are the people who well, there's, there's a lot of references to like um bundy and gacy and lots of stuff and like she's got a bunch of she she writes letters to bundy i think in prison um or to no to richard speck <laughs> she's got a, she's got a letter to richard speck and she's got like all these serial killer books and you know she 
like these days and like that and she's kind of the freak and she's like the psychopath because she's got all this stuff but like these days like every second person watch, listens to true crime podcasts and like has like these obscure knowledge about like yeah horrible serial killers and it's like ah oh, you know we've come yep yeah now it's, it's a bit more widespread um, um, but yeah, uh, I had a lot so of So now you're saying that we need to be aware of everyone being a murderous psychopath. Well, now maybe, maybe it's like, maybe we flip it now, the people who are like <laughs> boring and don't listen to that stuff and just like, maybe just, you know, um, talk about the 90s are the ones you're so worrying about. <laughs> the ones that don't talk about... Always look out for the quiet ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's go on to... Uh, I want to just talk about, uh, quick about Cops and Robertsons because... It's a movie about uh, Chevy Chase plays a pretty much the same daddy's played in every other movie. Like this, this inspired me to watch uh, Vacation the other night because I, my wife does not like Chevy Chase. I have always had a soft spot for him. I find him very, very funny, um, especially in eighties and nineties movies. Like he's, it's. I know it's, you know, I know he's not everyone's cup of tea, but like I've got a soft spot for him. I don't know why. Um, I know he's not the nicest person as well. Um, in this one, he plays a dad who's uh, his kids all hate him, um, and his wife doesn't really like him either. Uh, and he, he's always wanted to be a cop, and you know, he has his, his insane he has insane knowledge about um, TV cop shows. Then Jack Palance <laughs> walks in, <laughs> and uh, they find out that next door, Your to old Chevy, mate. yeah, uh, next door to Je- Chevy Chase is a uh, a known counterfeiter and possible and possible murderer, played. Um, uh, by um, played by Robert Robert Darby. Um, if you don't know who Robert Darby is, if you've ever seen Die Hard, um, and there's the two FBI agents, um, he's one of the FBI agents in that. He's also the uh, the main bad guy in the oh, last yeah. License to Kill. Um, you'll know him if you saw a picture of him. Um, so, uh, and then so like, like they want to do a stakeout. They basically want um, Jack Palance goes like to Chevy Chase is like we're going to basically going to live in your house and do surveillance on the next neighbor. And then hilarity ensues, and they're all learn a lesson. And Chevy Chase learns a lesson about you know <laughs> just being himself. And Jack Palance is basically just grumpy and smoking through the throughout the entire thing. Um, I do love his level of grumpiness is like nearly nearly more than uh, City Slickers. Um, it's yeah, it's it's amazing. Uh, one thing I wanted yeah. to—I mean, he's getting older, I guess. Why not? Yeah. Just get I think he retired a few, just a couple of years after this. I think like he stopped doing movies. Um, I do want to like so I'm, I'm watching this, and I don't know whether you, you get this as well. They at one point there's like throughout the entire movie, uh, um, Chevy Chase visits this uh, this diner, and I'm like, oh man, like it looks like something. And then like it went, they they went there at night. And for some reason, like they did a wide shot of the uh, of the counter. I'm like, that's the Pulp Fiction diner, and it was. <laughs> and I looked up um, ah. filming locations, and it's, it's only ever been used for Pulp Fiction and Cops and Robinsons. And like, because it happened in another time where um, there's a diner. Oh, yeah. you, know, you know, in Seven, when um, Gwyneth Paltrow and uh, Morgan Freeman they go to a diner to talk about how she's pregnant. That diner's been used in a bunch oh, yeah. of stuff yes. as well. And I'm like, and one, one time I was with Mal, I was like, I reckon that's the diner from Seven. And she's like, no, it's not. And I'm like, <laughs> looked it up. I'm like, yes, it is. So apparently I'm really good at spotting <laughs> diners in movies. <laughs> so if you ever... <laughs> and also really good to rub in your partner's face when you know something they don't. I did not rub it in her face. I was like, 
that's not me. But if you ever want to, um, if you, if you if you're going into a quiz night and you're thinking they might have some filming location diner questions, I'm your man. You let me know, and I'll come in. Uh, let's talk about what else did you watch? Sorry, Leprechaun Two. Bad girls. Oh, bad girls. I, don't want to I, I saved Leprechaun Two. I, I thought, um, yeah, I don't want to talk about bad girls either. It was boring as I've got no idea what happened. Um, I did enjoy when uh one of the women was running out of room because this guy was trying to attack her and have a way, and they just shot him dead. <laughs> like, yeah. I just um I think I've come to the, the conclusion end. that end I don't like uh I don't like westerns like as much I, I I try I really try to watch even and it's just like and I you know I liked um Wells One Tombstone I didn't mind that one but still it's just like I don't know it's just something about it maybe if I watch maybe I should watch Deadwood <laughs> yeah I I don't have a lot of time for westerns either it was not because this was a female led film that is not why I poo pooed it um I Fine. just. We all know that you don't. Know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> women riding horses. The feminists are taking over. <laughs> sure they My made biggest that issue, if I want to be, if if I'm going to be gross, Annie McDowell is not a lead for me. I'm sorry. I think she's wonderful. Can you get off of Annie McDowell's you're, dick? You're like what the fuck, man? You were like, you you trashed her last episode about four wings and the funeral. You trashed her like, come on, she's fine. She's great. No, she is great, but. I feel like she should be the friend. You know, when it's always, you know, a person of color or it's a minority or it's someone off on the side, like Andy McDowell should be that character. Mm. She'd be so good as like the, the goofy, quirky, mysterious friend. Right. I know she's, she's too plain Jane for me. I'm sorry, okay. Andy. Love you. Oh, sorry. We've got some bells and whistles for you. Um, so you didn't watch Leprechaun 2? <laughs> no, I thought we were saving it. Yeah, seriously, you, you, we do not want to do this as a watch along. We we discussed this as maybe a, as an option for a watch along, and uh, <laughs> um, but I will keep watching. This is apparently the last uh, cinematic uh, theatrical release for the Leprechaun series, um, but I will be keeping watching him and, and bringing him up. I think one comes up in nineteen ninety five, uh, but they're all they're all straight to video after this. So so I don't have to watch it at all now. Um, you know what? Probably not. Um, it's not is is nowhere near as fun as the first one. Um, this one has a whole thing of him. Um, every thousand years, he tries to get married. So there's a lot of um, gross, weird sort of uh, wedding and pregnancy puns with him and the and the lead girl. <laughs> um, and it's it's just uh, it's it's not fun to watch. There's like there's like only five kills in it. It's like what's the fucking point? And it's like it's it is and it's still M rated. Like it's not that gory. Um, the thing is, like with these horror movies these days, like in, at this time, you've got to like. Th- and this is when they were like really clamping down on like violence and gore and stuff like that. But like it, the horror movies from the nineties are poorer for it because you will forgive a bad script if you have good kills, but this has got like bad kills and bad script. And it's just like, this is a terrible movie. Can you tell me overall how many minutes you think there were of him just running, making noises? Uh, it's, a, it's a good uh, third of the movie. Um, there's no, <laughs> there's no, there's no, um, how's your leg? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it does have um, no pogo killings. 
It's got Jack Klompus from Seinfeld in it. You know, the guy from uh, Morty's friend from the retirement. It's like, Morty, how you doing? That guy. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> he's like one of the main actors. That was my pen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That He's like one of the main. And Clint Howard um, uh, rocks up uh, um, for, for, for a little bit too. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's not good. It is not good at all. Um, I want to just uh, quickly talk about um, Escape from Absalom too, which I thought I, I like... I. I remember talking to you about this like, early in the week. I had this like, I, I thought you loved this movie. I thought you said like this. And I think maybe I got mixed up between this one and um, what was the other one that we, that's kind of similar. Um, we covered it last year, I think with. Um, I hope you're not talking about Judgment Night. No, no, no. The one with, uh, with uh, the one in the prison and it's, it's um, filmed in Australia. Oh, uh, Fortress? Yeah, I think maybe I got that those two mixed up, um, which is fine because Fortress and this movie have a lot in common, including the filming location. Um, it was filmed in North Queensland. Um, apparently they used um, a lot of extras from the local um, uh, like hotels. Like in, and you can tell in some of the scenes because like a lot of those people were like looking directly at the camera. And it's amazing. Um, if you've never did watched you re- it... Did you recognize the diners? <laughs> There's no diners in this one. It's terrible. Um, in this, uh, so uh, Ray Liotta is in this. Um, he's a uh, sent to this prison, um, and he then it's basically a, a prison that you can't you can't escape. And then he he also then punches the warden in this prison, and gets sent to this island, uh, which is also unescapable and has a bunch of um, has a has like a, a, a group of um, I don't know wild men who have been sent there in the past and they've made their own tribe and lots of stuff. There's also like a peaceful tribe of like old prisoners as well that he becomes part of. And there's like a big war and it's, it's, it's a lot like it's not a bad movie. And some of the kills in this movie are like, this is like, I don't understand like how like a movie like this, which is like an action sci-fi, the kills in this were like amazing, but for like a horror movie, Calypcon 2, where like the basic, the basic thing you need to do is kill people in it are so lame. It's just ridiculous. Budgets, man, all budgets. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you want, like, I would watch this. is It's kind of like a, um, like the 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 group of um of like, and there's, there's like, there is no females in this film whatsoever. It is like all male. <laughs> there is not one because like it's it's an all male prison in an all male island, um, and there's not like there's not even a touch of like possible homosexuality either. <laughs> it's just like. It's like we're led to believe that these guys are living on this island that you can't escape of, escape from, and like no one's, no one's fucking each other, which I find very, very weird. Um, we do have even weirder. I bet at the time of this coming out, no one, even aside from women, no one would have noticed that there was no women in this film. Oh no, no. Um, we've got. Uh, we do have uh, a few. Notable cameos, um, or not cameos, but bit parts in it. Uh, do you remember in Ace Ventura 2, like his little offsider? Um, the he's like English dude. He's the one that goes to goes to the the um, the monastery to, to get him. Like he's a, kind of a bigger, a, a, like a chubbier yeah, English yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in he's in this. Yep. <laughs> um, which I was like, it, it just plays like this really weird part. We've also got um, Kevin Dillon. <laughs> it's like it's like i was imagining if like if there's a movie with him and james woods would be like i would not be able to watch the screen um 
We've also got uh, Michael Lerner, which um, you might know. He's the he plays the we've we've come across him a couple of times already. He plays the mayor in Godzilla '98. Um, if you want a point of reference, I don't remember that film. And then Ernie Hudson uh, is is uh, he's, he's he's one of the good guys in it. Um, apparently he. Um, he just came off the crows, and that was obviously um, there's obviously a lot of problems that came along with um, Brandon Lee uh, dying, and um, apparently there's just like a lot of problems with that yeah. shoot. So he just, he just wanted to get out. Um, so yeah, if you watch it, like it's, it's one of those um, ones. Also, it's kind of like a where's because they shot it in Australia. There's like a, a few well-known Australian bit part actors that you can <laughs> that you can see in the background, and yeah, uh, it's 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 not horrible. Um, I had to watch it in I think about three parts because I was it was like it was because it was so gory in some parts. Um, it was one of those ones where the boys just kept interrupting me. And I had to pause it. I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna watch this another time. So yeah, I watched it in like a, a three parts over a few days. <laughs> so I might not have got the full effect of the movie. Um, directed by Martin Campbell, who we'll uh, see. It doesn't up. sound like the full effect is going to be very good though. So. Yeah, directed by Martin Campbell. Martin Campbell, who we'll see uh, coming up soon for this one, actually got him the job of Goldeneye. Uh, so yeah, that's... Yeah. Looking forward um, to that one. That's going to be a good time. I believe that will be a definite watch along. Um, one thing I wanted to say, um, there's a there's a movie that I cannot find and apparently it's really hard to find anywhere. Like it's not even on YouTube. It's called PCU or PCU Pit Party. Bunch of other ones. It's, it's a Jeremy Piven-led film and I understand if you don't, if, if you don't want to search for something like that. Um, but apparently it's like one of the best like sort of slacker funny films of the of of the 90s but it's really hard to find like i i only ever saw it um years ago on on vhs back when i was working in a video store and um i haven't seen it since um i i mean if i was i, I don't download so i'm sure you, i'm sure you, i'm sure for people like that you can probably get it pretty easily but yeah it's it's really hard to find but if we ever if it ever gets released i do want to give it a go because apparently it's quite good why do you want to see a jeremy piven film uh, just because it's like, uh, like apparently the soundtrack's pretty good, and I think it's like um, it, from looking at some of the um, trailers online, it kind of reminds me a bit um, of I don't know. Um, remember old school, like that movie with um, okay, Will Ferrell, yeah. yeah, stuff like that. Maybe like a '90s version of that. It's kind of like a maybe like a Van Wilder type sort of situation, which I have not seen. <laughs> That's what I was like. Can't wait for a rewatch to do for a podcast. Because I'm like, I'm sure that does not hold up at all these days um as like a lot of ryan reynolds stuff doesn't which you know it's it's kind of kind of yeah. notable uh but yeah let's let's we actually let's... um i mentioned that film today oddly which one we waiting was, i saw a dog and it had um no uh i said that it was a dog from van wilder we had oh, this bulldog yeah. in and it was this huge tank and it had the biggest balls anyone ever seen. I was like, oh, it's the dog from Van Wilder. And everyone just ignored me because they didn't know what I was talking about. <laughs> it's probably a good, good thing day. too, because they're like, they're like, <laughs> the person that probably would would just be like a bro. It's like, oh yeah, man, I love that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Want you to fist bump him. Let's get some Twinkies. <clears throat> Let's go on to TV. So in Australia, we had a show on the ABC called The Ferals Premiere, uh, where it was like three kind of crap-looking puppets. Let's be going to be honest. Yeah, they were. Um, I, I remember the name of the 
the those radis um oh man what was the other ones i just remember and, and the the theme song too was is, is something that i'll always uh remember which i, I feel like from. anastasia was was a cat <laughs> or something along those lines uh, i will find out for you uh, the characters are radis p radis he's the leader of the bunch Mogdigliana, that's right. Mogdigliana, wide bottom. Uh, She's the, and then Darren is the is the dopey dog. Um, Darren. Darren. Let's. She's what? Um, look. I'm sorry, what is the cat? Mogdudliana. She. No, but what is she? <laughs> what do you think she said they said she was? I thought they said she's slutty, but she's fun. She's fluffy, and but she's tough. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I will say, uh, and Mixie, Mixie Pitosis, <laughs> Mixie Pitosis is the bunny. <laughs> oh my god. Um, it's classic look right now. i'm i'm not going to i know like a lot of people who hold on to the 90s in in a higher scene than what we do will go like no no girls were awesome man i remember it's like have you actually watched an episode lately like it's like these and look abc is a public is a public owned company like they probably have, don't have a lot of money it looks they look they look pretty bad like it's just um like the the eyes don't really move on a few of them it's just like they're just looking staring straight out um they live together in a backyard shed and then like yeah they get into all sorts of um jams and and adventures and all that stuff uh i don't know like it's 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 very weird like if it's very of its time because i think they're sort of trying to um it's it's like some of the stuff that was made in the nineties was put on kids TV, but it wasn't really for kids. I think it was for like stoned teenagers, like watching it because like some of the the storylines and some of like yeah. the it's it's way over kids' head and like they they kind of like it because like you know it's a little maybe it's a little bit edgy, but like it's it's bu- purely made for like stoned teenagers. Um, and I think uh, this one more than anything stuff like this now. Looking back on it, I I feel like. Uh, remember when George and Jerry are pitching their show and the guy's like, why am I watching it? And George says, because it's on TV. Not yet. <laughs> I yeah, feel, I think, like, yeah. I know people put work into these shows, but it's more like, hey, if we just put it on at this time, someone's going to watch it. Like, Look, if we put something on know, before, if we put something on before video, from school. if we put something on after video, they're going to just keep watching it because like, you know, video is amazing. <laughs> they're just going to keep watching. So, you know, and that's why it, no doubt stood the test yeah. of time it lasted two series from uh april uh from 11th of april 1994 to the 26th of june of 1995 so um it felt like it went for a lot longer than that <laughs> obviously they did some repeats um yeah uh then we also in um america we had uh, the premiere of Sister Sister, Space Ghost Goes to 
space ghost coast to coast and all that sister sister was um is widely being named like one of the better um sitcoms from the 90s uh in america like it comes up like if, if you ever go with like those top sort of 20 lists like it's it, it comes up quite a bit um i watched a, you can watch actually quite a lot of it on um uh youtube uh ran for six seasons um and it basically uh it, it the, the pilot was like the plot about of it is that is the sisters that are twins um probably like a big thing in the 90s you know after the olsons lot stuff was like we need all different types of twins <laughs> we want to put it on tv um but yeah, Get uh, to the space ghost. No, no, <laughs> just wait. <laughs> space ghost. All right, so we'll, uh, space ghost, ghost, ghost. Um, you can still watch them on. Uh, there's a there's a one particular video where I saw like it wasn't the whole clips, but it was like the best of like most. Of it. it went for like you know a good hour or so. Um, it's pretty funny. I have to admit, I was a big fan of um, Space Ghost, 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 and uh, that it had like a lot of miles short, like, and they got really, really good guests. What is it? Space Ghost, Ghost, Ghost. It was. Would well, you know the? You know the. Yeah, I've never heard of it. You know the. Do you know the cartoon Space Ghost? It used to be on the mornings know, uh, in the nineties. Ghost 90s. Rider is it like Ghost Rider? No, no. Um, no, no idea. Okay, let me just. I'm going to <laughs> send you a photo, um, so you know what I'm talking about. So. There's three characters sitting at the table for Space Ghost, Coast to Coast. And the one to the left is Space Ghost. Ah, oh, that's what Space Ghost is. I remember him. Yeah, so Space Ghost, so, but Space okay. Ghost was like um, a, a legit TV show um, back in the 80s, or actually in the 1960s. And used to be on, like, for me, early morning before like everyone else would wake up, I'd go and there'd be Space Ghost. Like, there would also be... Um, Oh, is it Metroids or something like that? It's like there's a, a, a few different programs, and what they did is they basically got they basically got the animation from those cartoons and then just re redid the voices over the top. And he would he would um uh have guests on the show, and the person the, the original like uh maker of Space Ghost got really upset because he's like. You kind of like taking my shit and making it not what I want it to be, but they're like, nah, because of shit. Um, so yeah, it's <laughs> it's um I'm gonna tell you some of the uh guests that were on the show. Uh so for one of the shows, it was Bobcat Golfweight and the Ramones, Denzel Washington, uh Weird Al Yankovic, Ooh. Adam West. That was a really good episode. Um, you also had um Jim Carrey, uh Chuck Russell. Um, you had Michael Stipe was on there, David Byrne. Like they had like these. It was, it was and it was basically made like, wow. for, like it was it was made. Um, uh, it's kind of like for MTV, but it it was on cast. It was like it, 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 it's basically the start of Adult Swim. So you know Adult Swim, like you certainly you know, like they would have stuff yeah, like Aquatine yeah. Hunger Force. That makes stuff. sense. So if you had like a Foxtel in the in the late nineties, um. I can't remember which. Well, yeah, Cartoon Network, like after a certain time, would go into Adult Swim, and then Space Ghost Coast Coast would have like they'd, they'd sort of run these episodes in between Aquatine Hunger Force and like that sort of metal metal apocalypse, metal apocalypse sort of. And um, yeah, so if you've never seen it, it's That's very. Where funny. I would have seen this guy then. Okay. Yeah, if you've never seen it, it's very funny, and you should definitely check it out because um, yeah, it's uh, and that's going to be my pilot for the uh, 
for the for the for the for the episode because it is still funny and i can't believe some of the guests they got on and it's basically it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of like a, a tamer version of um uh, between two ferns because they, they kind of gave the guests shit as well and it's ah. really yeah all um, right. Yeah, I probably should have watched this beforehand. Yeah, that's all good. Um, but that all brings <laughs> us to uh, our long-running segment, the Law and Order Minutes. Now, if you've never, uh, if if you decided that April nineteen ninety-four is where I'm going to start my living in the past while <laughs> listening to, um, I will explain. The Law and Order Minute is a a uh, minute in which I discuss the content and plot and my thoughts of all the episodes of the OG Law and Order run from 1994 of April, of which there are, this episode has only been, there was only one episode to go through. Wow, imagine if you didn't get it done in a minute. <laughs> and now you know that uh, once, and when that, that, was, that will be the sound that you hear when... <laughs> when i don't get through recounting this one episode in one minute uh that's okay we... just take your time enjoy it don't miss anything okay are you ready i'm ready am get i it. ready oh are you ready i don't know yes <laughs> okay okay go for it okay we have got an episode called sanctuary uh it starts off two kids walking down the street they talk about jordan they talk about the miami uh heat they talk about all sorts of basketball basketball goes onto the road one of the kids gets hit by a car and it is a uh a white driver hitting a kid with a car in the middle of harlem so he, he drives off because he's scared um then they find out that the uh there's and there's there's a there's a there's a reverend in the harlem neighborhood that wants justice for this kid the reverend is played by a Candyman, 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 not doing the fifth one. Tony Todd. <gasps> I nearly did the fifth one. Um, so he wants he wants justice for this kid. And then um, so the, the police go, well, we can't because the guys uh, the guys confess to it. So then there's another um attack, there's a riot because of this because of the decision decision of this, and then someone else is killed. The wife of this person who's killed is the mum in Uncle Buck, and then JK Simmons appears in this episode too this is just a cavalcade of stars uh, yeah jk simmons just plays a uh yeah i go let's JK. end it on jk simmons because it can't get better than that no no it's such a delight wow i can't believe you didn't get through the episode i wonder what happened um that's all, so, that's all that happened jk simmons jk simmons and Russian King, dragon and, and uh tony sold i nearly said candy man oh <laughs> no i think it has to be all in a row um so we also have another and um, in a mirror. I'm pretty sure you're fine. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a window there. No, I can't see my reflection. We're fine. We're fine. We're fine. We're fine. We're fine. Um, <laughs> we're fine. Uh, there's another not as long running uh, uh, segment where um, my esteemed colleague Benjamin tries to recount all the guests uh, that appeared on Late Night with Conan O'Brien um, uh, in one minute, and also he has to do it to the tune. Of we didn't start the fire. We didn't start the fire. We didn't start the fire by our Lord and Savior, Mr. William Joel. Um, <laughs> we didn't start the fire. <laughs> I think I've succeeded every time. You have, well, and, I? and I also have to now make a. So you might remember. So 
June, July, August is uh, there's not going to be. I don't know whether Conan ran through there. Like they, they usually take a take a few months off. Um, I definitely haven't haven't got any law and orders for those those months. But I'm wondering whether mm. like uh, Conan's going to keep going. But let's uh, let's go to to May 1990. Oh, sorry, April 1994. And uh, let's uh, let's see if you can do it. I feel like I've actually put pressure on myself now because I haven't failed one of these minutes yet. But there's the same amount of guests most most months. Yeah. But right. there's a lot of names in here that I don't know what they are. So... Yeah, that happens every time. That's what's so, that's why it's so funny. That's <laughs> that's the joke. And go. Bevan with Edwin Newman, Edward James, Almost, Harvey Coleman, Jackie Mason, Joel Murray, Carrie Fisher, get Victor Garber, John Leguizamo, Felicia oh! Richard, <laughs> F. Murray Abram, John Lennon, Judith Lassie, Michael Caine, Ron Howard, Elizabeth McGovern, Alex Rocco, John Waters, Nicolette Sheridan, John <laughs> King, David Ramick, Tasha, Michael Picker, Keith Carradine, Carol Channing, Pam Dorber, Dixie Carter, Ed Cock, Maddie Rich, Kenny Rogers, Maura Kelly, Karen Duffy, Peter Fonner, Amy Irving, William Kunstler, Josie Bissett, Michael Kingsley, Katie Sagal, Kevin Dillon. That's the end. I just did it. Yes. Oh, nice. I, so I love this. You were so good at John Luguziami. I can't do it, and I'm not yeah, even doing was... it to the thing. All right, let's get oh, on to. Oh, actually, uh, one 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 thing I wanted to point out is uh, this was the month that uh, Pearl Jam was on Saturday Night Live. Uh, um, it was just a few days after Kurt had um, passed away, and um, it was one of the first times they'd done a three-song performance for a band on there. So they played uh, "Not for You," "Daughter," and "Rearview Mirror." Um, and at the end of "Daughter," um, he did reveal like a K uh, on his T-shirt um it was like it was a very subdued sort of performance but um uh like they look that review that review mirror, mirror clip was um on rage like constantly and i used to love it like i i um that was my definitive version of review mirror for a while <laughs> um so yeah if you ever this get was a chance probably to my say, definitive daughter version yeah yeah cool so let's get on to music So, uh, in uh, uh, in Australia, we had we still had "It's Alright" by E17 and "The Power of Love" by Celine Dion were the uh, top of the charts. Um, in America, on the Billboard, we had "The Sign" by Ace of Base, and we had "Bumping Grind" by a complete piece of shit. So, <laughs> I'm not going to say his name. Fuck him. Fuck him forever. Um, <laughs> I shouldn't uh, laugh, but I guess yeah, why not? Yeah. Um, so let's go into uh, some of the releases. Um, I want to know what you were what you were listening to because like I, I I do want to note. So we've got two albums on here by uh, other other entertainers. So we got Mila Jovich, she of Fifth Element and Resident Evil, with an album called The Divine Comedy. Ain't that bad? That was like, I mean, not saying that like I was surprised, yeah. like that was, I was expecting it to be bad, but like I was kind of expecting to be, expecting it to be bad, um, because the other person on this list is Katie Segal from Marabou Children, and hers is bad. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, it's not. I mean, okay, it's not bad, but it's just very basic bluesy type sort of um, stuff. But um, Mila Jovovich is is um, it's a decent album. Um, if you get a chance to listen to the Divine Comedy, 
it it was actually yeah i gave it a quick little listen um it was pretty good i was confused at first i didn't know if it was the band divine comedy and they'd called their album that whether it was her and she'd called her album after the band but i don't think the band divine comedy is around yet I'm not sure i don't know there's a band um, divine comedy there is hmm. they're, they're not bad um yeah but she was good was um i didn't get as far as katie Segal. Yep. Uh, I did that. This is some uh, Milojevic. It's not bad. Yeah. Uh, all right. Tell me. Uh, what, so what? What? Uh, I tried out. I, I did. Uh, so Mila. Uh, I tried the Offspring, but I only know those two songs, and that's not my style. So the rest of it was garbage. I thought Roxette. Hey. 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 Uh, hey. Hey. Wasn't bad. Hey. hey. Hey, you gotta keep him separated. <laughs> uh, crash, boom, bang. That's all I have to say. Crash, boom, bang. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, you got whole, the you look got through this. Yeah, amazing. Uh, what about this one? Yeah, I did. Rock set was okay. Is this Roland's band? I don't have this. <laughs> this is all for one. We've already mentioned them a few times. They were they they had just been. I reckon those the two songs in the Billboard charts had just knocked this song off. Um, because I swear it was a huge huge hit in America for so long, for so long. I can't really think of it now without thinking of Ryan Reynolds in um that movie where he has the fat suit on at the start. <laughs> just friends. Oh. Uh... And he he sings that he, yeah, he might he so. um it's look that movie is awful in some parts but that bit at the start is fucking funny so whole live through this I look I have I have a love hate relationship with comic lovers I think a lot of people do like I it's and it's not even like I don't buy into the conspiracy shit, stuff like that so like. I find that she does she does really good songs like I really like some whole songs. But then she says something or does something, and it's just like oh, it takes it kind of takes the sheen off of it for me. I'm just like, oh, then you're gonna done that, okay? Um, so yeah, uh, I do like who said that. I think Violet is an amazing song. Miss World is an amazing song. This album is good. Like, I mean, um, it was yeah. I I <laughs> I forgot the fact that it was released on the same month that he passed away which um, no doubt fuels some conspiracy theorists. But um, yeah. Which is what I was getting at before. Like there's, you know, things you'd say suspicious or weird, but who even knows how much of that was in her control? She, her record label might've been like, oh, this is fucking great. Stick yeah. with this date. This is perfect. Like oh, 90, your name's 90's, not going to get any bigger than right now. None of record labels were like, they were like the devil. They're like, ooh, ooh, can't pay for this marketing. Amazing. <laughs> um, yeah. So I really liked me. And I think that that would have been great for her, but harmed her as well, because that's going to be part of her getting a bad reputation that she didn't care and she kept doing her music. Yeah. Um, And that definitely affected how I looked at her and saw her music and which is sad because she should have, Hole should have been up there as one of the biggest grunge bands of the nineties. Yeah. And for me, I think most men overlooked them because of Nevada and Pearl Jam. Yeah. I mean, I, I always, like when they just used to do the the grunge clips on on rage i like i i thought like i mean 
it, and it was usually just like the sort of the, the single sort of thing like doll parts and stuff like that so i never got like crazy into them um until like i got a bit older and sort of just you know you you, you get over it like you, you start looking more into stuff and not just the, the scratching the surface so um listening to a back again today i little this week I've, i listened to the entire live through this and it's it's a really good album um i believe michael stipe or billy corgan might have had something to do with some of the songwriting um as, as, as well as kurt no doubt um but yeah uh what else were you into uh live throwing copper I was obsessed with that album in high school. I, like, I, one of my siblings had it. I was like, this is fucking great. I hate life so much, but go ahead. I look, I, look it's, I don't, I don't hate, okay. I shouldn't say I hate them, but like for some reason that I was, even from the very start, I found that they were like a bit of like, they were kind of like pale imitations of like Stone Devil Pilots and Belgian and stuff like that. I felt like they were just like, and they probably weren't even going for that at all. Yeah, that's fair. But they were kind of thrown into that crowd um i will say that uh um listening to the, the playlist um selling the drama is a really good song um it's been in my head a, a lot this week um yeah i can't get out of my head the fact that like um when we find out that the uh there's a there's a there's a couple of serial killers in adelaide that uh, apparently used to murder their victims to this album like they, they had this album playing while they do it yeah um which i find very very confusing um if i can uh, get everyone's attention to the I Alone film clip. Uh, this is my, one of one. Of my, I might have even mentioned this on another episode. Um, so it's just like sort of a white room that they're, they're they're in, and they sort of go like, and the, the guitarist and the bassist have got their oh, guitars. Yeah. The drummer is just he's he's got nothing. <laughs> I don't know whether they just didn't have his drum kit in in stock that day, or he forgot to bring it. But like he's just sort of like. <laughs> Like he's at the camera and he's just like, uh, I'm just gonna do a bit of a sort of a dance. Okay, uh, I'm kind of weird about the drum kit. It's it's like it's fucking hilarious. I was, I, I, it's I, so I, cruel when they used to do that to drummers. You just just stand there with your sticks. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Just, hang on to your sticks. Just stand in the back. No one's gonna look at you. Don't worry. That eye alone film is just is fucking weird. Um, and um, I did have to play. I had to play lightning, um, crashes at a wedding. Um, so I listened to that song many many times. Oh. Yeah, it was weird. Like looking back on it now, it's like, oh, that's weird. Um, but yeah, we uh, we played such I played a good that. song though. Mm, is it? <laughs> it is. Um, I do want to talk about this. Bad luck wind been blowing at my back. I was born to bring trouble to wherever I'm at. So Johnny Cash comes out with the American recordings. Um, from this, we'll get like his version of Rusty Cage and his his, his um version of um, Hurt. Um, obviously in a, in a few years' time. Um, I really like this. I'm, I I don't know whether you whether you're a Johnny Cash fan at all. Um, I remember when what, when when What the Line came out. Like I think a lot of people sort of came out as like, oh yeah, I've liked Johnny Cash for for years. Um, I don't like a lot of his like real, real country stuff, but like these American recordings, I, I find very easy to listen to. So um, yeah, if you get a chance, um, this one was a start. That was 13, obviously a, a Danzig song. There's a few others. Um, he does like a lot of covers on these as well. Um, yeah, good stuff. I know you're not a huge fan, but I really love I Let, I Let Love In by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Um, obviously this is, I mean, this is, whether you, whether you like it or hate it, and I know you, you hate it, 
this to me. I don't hate it. This Red song right, right here. Yeah, this song right here. It is definitive 90s. It's spooky, gloomy. You can put on the soundtrack of any film or TV show and it's immediately or, better. Or scream. Um, <laughs> continuously. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anything. It makes um, it better. The title track of Let Love In was also really great. Do You Love Me? It's 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 this 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 album I heard through my brother's bedroom wall like constantly and like I just fell in love with it. Um yeah, uh it's it's it was very much a uh a staple of my nineties and also um it's in contention for a lot of uh, top fives or even the, the top album this of this month. Um, I do want to, this was a big for me. So um, <laughs> he's got a very definitive voice. <laughs> I'm not sure if he can. Yeah. Um, Okay, so if I can just like relay a, a small story, regale me with another embarrassing Paul story. <laughs> so um, one of the first um, real big shows I ever saw was uh, the Offspring on the X Name the Hombre tour, which was like '97. It was at the Entertainment Center in Adelaide. Um, Living End were supporting them. Um, got to see them before they got like real, real big, and it was really cool. So they started with Bad Habit and you just saw that that bass intro. So all you hear like the, the, the place is pitch black. And you just hear that, you just hear that that bass start. The ding ding ding. And then I'm in the th- second or third row. This is the first one of the first times I've ever been in a major mosh pit. And the crowd, it, it basically fell over one way. So like it was like there was a big, this big surge from like the left from the right, and yeah. everyone sort of starts falling over. Then like everyone gets back up again, and then it surged the other way. And I'm like, I don't know whether I like this or not because I'm like, I'm not the the, <laughs> I'm not the most steady on my feet at the best of times. So I stay there because you can't get out. So I stay there, and then um, I'm like, I'm digging the show, and then like I get right up against the gate basically. And like, it's basically my chest is hurting because it's like, you got this like surge from the back and I'm like, I'm never doing this again. And then at one point, the they start throwing beer cans out into the crowd, like full beer cans of, of, of beer. Uh, um, and one comes towards me and you know, I'm, the, I'm not the best catch in the world. <laughs> I get sconed <laughs> on the head with a full beer can and it bounces off and then into <laughs> someone else's hand. And... I was like, well, this is no good. <laughs> I don't think I'm in the right place. And I skulk, I basically at that moment, I'm like, all right, I'm out. I'm out. And I, I go to the, I go to the side, I go to the side of the crowd for the rest of the concert. I'm like, all right, man, this is just, uh, most bits are not for me. Um, having said that, uh, um, oh, I've actually got a second story. Can I do a quick second story? Um, so the last, yes. uh, the last, um, the last track in this album is called Smash, which is also the name of the album. And it's actually one of the best songs in the album. The kicker is um, it has then a secret track, which is a big thing in the 90s. Secret tracks was like a huge, huge big thing that people, that the bands love to do. Mm-hmm. So they had a secret track. So um, the, the last track actually goes for about 10 minutes. <laughs> so me and my friends used to go to this pool hall and they had a jukebox. 
and we put on <laughs> a bunch of songs and then we put on Smash because we assumed that they had like a special type of track that wouldn't be the 10 minute extended track. It's like, it's just, it's just Smash. So like we're playing pool, we're loving it. We're, we're listening to Smash. I'm like, hey, it's my song. Oh, awesome, awesome, awesome. And then it just goes silent and it stays silent. <laughs> and then if you don't know, uh, the secret track at the end of Smash is a like, it's a sort of jazzy psychedelic version of um, "Come Out and Play." That sort of. Um, I might even try and do it. For you. This is what it is. And it goes on for a while. And there was another. This became an offspring thing as well, didn't it? Yes. Doing weird things like this. Yeah, yeah. Um, Blink One Blink One Eight Two did it a bit too. Um, and there was another table there full of people who um, I'm going to say weren't into that type of music, but probably in some more of the uh, the gangster rap variety of music, and were very big and very scary looking. And at one point, they went up to the guy and said, "Hey, what is this shit? <laughs> when are my songs coming on?" <laughs> and we're like and they're like and the guy the thing's like i don't know they put it on and they're like, and like all all the the tough guys look at our table i'm like hey guys <laughs> big gulps huh <laughs> this bird's gotta fly so and then they come over he's like oh what did you put on what did you put on i'm like oh this is like we, we didn't know there was a secret track and like i said it, it should be over soon i'm looking at watch i'm like eh, <laughs> they ended up unplugging the jukebox and plugging it back in again and uh oh, yeah. that um, seems harsh and we then promptly left and said like <laughs> all right bye fellas so yeah that's my imagine uh, if they plugged it back in and it didn't reset and the song oh. started playing it's like no no you've, you've got to unplug it and leave it for 10 seconds and then <clears> and then do it do it again this goes back on it's still like it's like all right we're gonna be we're gonna beat the show <laughs> you guys now. um <laughs> the uh the song that i forgot to put on but really should have been and I apologize, but this was on my list. And when I opened it up this morning, there was a big gap next to Nick Cave. Like there was a space. I was like, that's weird. And then I realized when I talked about grunge dying, it's like, oh, I accidentally deleted Blur's Park Life. And then I realized, was it an accident? Or did I mean <laughs> to delete them forever? From the world park life um i love that song so much yeah. i love it um i know yeah so you're not a big Britpop fan um uh are you an oasis fan like i like their good songs they're okay but it's yeah. hard blur is people and oasis is people i feel like they're both a bunch of fuckwits um which kind of affects the music for me a little bit Oh, the lead singer of Blair, especially lately. But a good song is a good song. Oh, now I know why you don't like him, because he, he got all shitty on Taylor. That's not why. Yes, That's it is. That's not why. No, because he loves Billie Eilish. So I should like him. <laughs> but you wouldn't like but him liking Billie had, Eilish. At, was, at, at, it's yeah. his voice. Yeah. I don't know. I, I've actually followed him quite a while. Was, but like, so I, I, I like I the Gorilla a, stuff. I like that. I had a friend in high school that thought he was a singer. And he would try and sing gorilla songs and blur songs, and it just annoyed me. He'd put the voice on, he'd bob his head back and forth, and I just wanted to smash him in the nose. Um, but I didn't because I'm not a violent person, and violence is incorrect. 
but I just I had this early dislike towards Blur because of people me that liked Blur. Exactly. Gonna kick you on that. It's the worst. But Woo-hoo! they do have some good songs. <laughs> Song two, Tender, Coffee and TV. They really like uh there are two syllable uh shouting choruses. Yeah. Keep it simple, stupids. Um, really like Nas. Um, I think this is, is the, their first album. Um, yeah, I listened to to that. Um, and also, really, I mean, I'm a bit biased, but I really liked um, uh, Super Chunk. Um, their uh, album Foolish, which has got um, an awesome song. One of my favorite songs there is Driveway to Driveway to Driveway. Um, uh, so yeah, I mean, a pretty decent. Also, Pulp as well. Oh yeah, Pulp. Speaking I forgot to... of uh, Britpop. I wasn't a very big fan of this album, but I do like the next album. So um, I think everyone likes the next album. But um, I also uh, Outcast um, released. I think it was their first or second album. Um, but a lot of their songs go for a really long time. They're like extended cuts. They're like seven minute songs. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, still pretty good. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm like Outcast is one of my first favorite. album. I think I think we had an EP before this or something. Yeah, I think they'd been so around, but this was their first actual... Southern playlistic. Big release, black music. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm I've, I've, I've stuck with Outcaster. They were my, one of my favorite groups. So, looking forward to more stuff from them. So, uh, let's go for best ofs for the album and for the, um, for the movies. What you go? Hit me well, up. okay. Uh, I think I'm gonna have to go. I let love in by Nick Cave from the Bad Seeds. For mine. Oh. Um, oh, live through this. Nice. And for the movies, it is very good, and it also needs extra brownie points because I ignored it for so long and was mean to <laughs> Courtney Love when she wouldn't have deserved it. I do, and at this moment, remember that I actually forgot to talk about surviving the game. I'm going to give you like a, I'm going to give you like a minute recap of the movie. Um, Ice T has like this really, really bad dreadlock. Um, I'm, I, if it's his own hair, then shame on me. But it looks like a really bad wig. He plays a homeless guy that gets um, <laughs> taken out to like the wilderness and then hunted. This happens a lot in nineties movies. That, like they did that with Hard Target, but the they were like getting homeless people off the street and hunting them. Like that seems to be like the nineties thing to do. It's like, well, what are we going to do with the homeless situation? Let's go hunt them. Um, the hunting party is made up of uh, Ruka Hauer, John C. McGinley, aka Mister Doctor Cox, Gary Busey. <laughs> I mean, you have got a lot of personalities on this set. Um, and I will put on, if, I, if I'm allowed to, I'm going to put, there's a, there's a little monologue that uh, Gary Busey wrote for his character, but apparently on set and insisted that it goes in to the movie. And he's, it's the most earnest you've ever seen Busey. He's like, he, he really wants this to like, to land and to, to be good in the movie. And like, it's, it's, it's this really weird backstory he gave to his character. Um, really good kills in this movie. Um, if you get a chance to watch, I think you can rent it off of Amazon or, 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 or Google. Um, yeah. Decent action movie. Uh, surviving the game. Uh, if you like your humans hunting humans movies, uh, this is right up there. Um, but that does not. Way more it, than a minute. Uh, that does not. Um, it, it is not my favorite. It, it nearly, very nearly was my favorite before I watched Serial Mum, and Serial Mum's not my favorite. Uh, I'm going to go for Clifford because I just love everything Martin Short does. Uh, I think he's a comic genius. <laughs> Has he got your gun point on him? I hate you, Martin Short. Serial <laughs> um, Mum, easily. I actually yeah. really, really like Serial Mum. It was. It keep it kept me going. It moves along real quick. Um, it's a fun story. It's done really weirdly. Um, 
yeah, it's I actually one. It's actually Good one low I, budget, cheap. Yeah, range film. It's actually one I picked up at an op shop um, before we even started the podcast. You know, because I saw I saw that it, it was in the nineties. I'm like, like the idea had been sort of in my head. I'm like, oh, I should get that just in case I go through with that podcast idea. I'm like, so it came up. I'm like, oh, I have that. I own that. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, so if you want to get in contact with us, it is uh, look at the past pod at gmail.com um you can also check out our instagram um and check out some of the stuff that's um this week we're we're, we're you know we're doing, doing all right with the posting um having a lot of fun definitely uh this, this season um we've got uh obviously may and june well the rest of the year coming up but we've also got some specials we've got our vitology uh track by track that we're going to do and we're also going to do our simpsons which will now be an annual thing i think and our, our simpsons episodes um and uh we're also gonna hopefully get um uh get some guests back on um uh and do our music episode where we go through the aria charts and maybe even delve into the hottest 100 this, this time too um but yeah we'll uh we'll get there we might at one point talk about seinfeld again who knows yeah uh, friends we may or may not touch on coming up yeah that comes up in september i think so we'll, we'll uh yeah we'll just sort of yeah uh so thanks for listening um really appreciate it seeing like the numbers um you know we're pretty blown away every week that was like oh okay cool people people like it <laughs> well they well people Curling is down- bringing the people in people are people are downloading it i don't know what they're liking it but anyway. uh so until next time i will see you later ta-ta Thank you once again for listening to Living in the Past. Got some awesome people to thank at the end of the show here. Andrew Golding does our music for us. You can check out his stuff at www.antigold.bandcamp.com. Rebecca Sheedy, she does our artwork. You can check out her stuff on Instagram at mildscribbling. Send us an email at livingthepastpod at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram. You can check out letterbox.com following PD Lumsden and check out the movies that we've been talking about this season. You can check out the music we've been talking about on the podcast by going to Spotify and searching Living in the Past podcast and then the month that you want to check out. Want to help us grow the show? Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or tell your neighbor, tell your friend, tell your mother. It all helps. And until next time, as we always say, sit back, look back and relax. Thanks. Thanks.